On this episode of Whale Cave, Andy Daly tries to drum his way to college, Maureen Cassidy coins the phrase Mickey D's, and host Matt Price invents the aging hipster starter pack. Whale Cave starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Whale Cave. My name is Matt Price. Thank you so much for tuning in to the most anticipated show since Arrested Development's re-release. It's true. You Google it when Arrested Development season four. Then us, people are counting down the minutes. Whale Cave, people come on the show and tell funny stories about music. Uh, Great show today. Andy Daly is back. He was the first ever Whale Cave guest. He's back after many emails. He's back. And Maureen Cassidy, good friend, is is here for the first time, also after several emails. I like emailing people a lot of times and annoying them, and then they come on the show. It's really fun. I'm like Byron Allen. Does Byron Allen do that, you think, to get people on his junkets? Okay. Um, good start to the show, comparing myself to Byron Allen. We're on fire, everybody. Welcome back. It's uh, Oh, that song was Moves by the New Pornographers. I thought... Um, It'd be fun to play some music that was introduced to me by guests of the show today. Maureen introduced me to the New Pornographers uh, a while back, and Andy Daly introduced me to the Moldy Peaches. Not personally, but just their music. So we're going to play a little bit of that. That song, again, was called Moves by the New Pornographers. Uh, You can get it at your local iTunes store or iStore. Uh, All right, it's June. It's June here. Three things about June. One, I'm doing a show here in Los Angeles in June. Wednesdays in June at the Zephyr Theater, June 12th, 19th, and 26th. I do a, a, a debate called The Great Debate. Girls versus Golden Girls. Who empower us and who are stunted, oppressed degenerates? That's at the Zephyr Theater. Please come see it. We answer a question that's, that's gripped America for centuries. This question. Uh, it's good versus evil. Hannah versus Dorothy. Cheesecake versus butt plugs. Please go to brownpaperbagtickets.com. Come see it if you live in L.A. If you don't live in L.A., I'm going to be honest with you, not worth it. You do not need to fly in, get a hotel. It's expensive. The meal's out. I mean, don't do that. It would probably freak me out if you were like, hey, heard your show. I flew in from Anchorage. Don't. It's, it's a fun show. If you live in L.A., you can look at it the other way. Like, oh, if I live here, man. What a treat, because I, I wouldn't have to spend $700 and live in Anchorage. You know what I'm saying? It's just not worth it for $700. $8, though, $10 to see it. It's terrific. A little bit of gas money. Take the bus, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's one thing in June. Second thing in June, outdoor concerts are starting in L.A. And I don't often say the words, I love L.A., but I do love the outdoor concert venues here. The Greek Theater... Uh, my favorite Hollywood Bowl. I really enjoy. I have you know a bottle of Shiraz. It's a terrific time for theater. It's really fun. Here, are the t- the tickets I bought already for the summer concert season are like old hipster one hundred and one guidebook. Here's what I have coming down the pike: the National, Alabama Shakes, and I'm going to the Americanorama Festival with my morning jacket, Bob Dylan and Wilco. So basically, if you buy all those tickets together. You also get a, uh, a straw derby, some camouflage shorts, and uh, I'm trying to think of another one. 
I don't know. Something for if you're like a late 30s, early 40s man. You get a poster of Winona Ryder. You get something in, in this kid. What's that, Andy Daly? An e-cigarette? An e-cigarette. <laughs> Absolutely. Get that. Uh, Matt Belknap saying tinted pince-nez. You get, you get, it's a kit. It's a kit you get for the old hipsters. So that, that, I'm excited about those things. I can't wait to see my brothers out there. My uh, Yolo Tango shirt wearing brothers out there. Okay. That's uh, two. Oh, here's the third thing. And this is apropos of nothing whale cave related. But June in L.A. means June gloom. And that, here's what bums me out. If you don't live in L.A., and again, if you don't, don't come to my show. Uh, June gloom is when it's, for the month of June, for some meteorological reason, which Matt Belknap will probably explain to me later, um, it's gloomy for like two hours a day. But, but you do run into people here who are like, oh, my God, it's so gloomy. I can't handle the gloom. And it's such a typical L.A. thing because it's like really – so when you're having your frittata at Le Pan Quotidien, you, you, it's a slight – There's it's slightly cloudy. That, that's what Johnny Mountain's all upset about or Fritz Coleman. I mean it just – it bothers me. that It's, a, it's like when people get complaining about that hour of daylight savings. I'm like, oh, I got to wake up early for an hour. June gloom. Come on, L.A. You can deal with it. Grow up. Although I will say this, if it rains and it's gloomy during the Americanorama Festival, I'm going to take my derby and go home. Mardi Gras came and went. All my money has been spent. How am I going to pay the rent? Sitting on my ass. Who missed the steak? Hey, that was, that was a little bit of steak for chicken <laughs> by the moldy peaches. That band. Even uh, exchange. Even yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you told me about that. Andy Daly's here. Hello. You told me about that band. Uh, Jorge Regula, I think, was the song. Jorge that Regula I put on a mix at some point. You did, yeah. Yeah. Shared it with the world. Shared it with the world. world. That's a good one. Shared it with the world. Jorge Regula. Jorge Regula. I'm going to play at the end. Oh yeah. What a teaser. We're going to love it. Oh man, you got to hang on. Wait. <laughs> Uh, thanks for being on. Okay, so you have a show coming. Andy Daly's here. He has a show uh, called Review that'll be on Comedy Central yeah. in the starting next year. I believe in the early part of 2014 is when this show will premiere. So people can start the process of thinking about beginning to get interested in it. But it's, don't get too don't go too crazy. <laughs> it's sort of like people getting excited about hearing Jorge Regula. Right. But yeah. and then after that, they're like, "Oh, now I get excited about review." Uh huh. Just tuck it away. This is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> but by all means, go on with the rest of your life between <laughs> now and then. Would be my advice. Um, that's great advice. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being. You know, you were the first guest ever. I'm the Bill Murray of the of Well Cave. You are. You are. As Bill Murray is to David Letterman. Bill Murray was the second guest of Well Cave. <laughs> huh? Hmm? Well, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was the second. It was guest. just blind. Oh yeah. No, he was great. Yeah. He was wonderful. Oh yeah. But thanks for being back. My pleasure. Really appreciate it. Yeah. I, I ran into a, a mutual friend of ours oh. today. Who? Harry Alphonse. Oh, yeah. Told him you're going to be on the show. Oh, yeah. And he said, oh, I hope he tells the story. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, he's telling it. 
<laughs> he's like, great, great. I'll listen to it. That's great. Well, what's he's interesting about, about that is the last time, the first time, the only time that I was on the whale cave prior to this, I told a different story. Mm-hmm. And Harry Elfont chewed me out for not telling the story I'm going to tell today. Mm. So that is mainly why I'm telling that story today. <laughs> so it's funny that you should run into him today. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was not a coincidence. Maybe he planted himself where you were going to be just to reinforce this. Make sure. I'm going to tell this one. It's quite possible. Someone was tailing me for like 45 minutes. What a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. He could have called or texted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he was very excited. Oh, good. He also had a kale salad and I had a sandwich and chips and I felt like a huge fatso. Everybody's talking about kale these days. People love kale. <laughs> it's all I about can't get into it. I can't days. do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't. I have so far not... Uh, I don't know what it is. You know, I could be eating it and not know. That's where I am with kale right now. You'd know. Yeah? Thank you, no. <laughs> yeah. Right, maybe I haven't had it. Moldy peaches, originally that was called kale for chicken. It was too... too advanced. They were way ahead of their <laughs> they time. They were way ahead of their time. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, he's excited about hearing the story. Hot damn. So... Yeah. Should we launch right into I'm it? Just saying. Here's one thing about this story. Also, yeah. uh, I don't know if this should be saved for a postscript, but uh, prescript it. I'll prescript <laughs> it. Uh, there. Th- so this is a story about the band I was in in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the members of which have been on Facebook for a while, and we've been Facebook friends, except for one guy who we could not find, mm-hmm. who just signed up for Facebook. No way. Just recently. Reconnected with him, we're swapping photos, we're reminiscing, and I mentioned to him this event, and he said that he had written about it. He he has written like two thirds of a of a uh, essay about this event <laughs> that I'm going to tell you about. I think you're going to say novel, and it went down. No, an essay. I think it's just an essay, <laughs> a brochure, or maybe a short story inspired by actual events. But he says uh, <laughs> now that he knows that I'm out there talking about this, he's going to finish it and get his perspective out there. Oh, it was, and I'd love to hear it. Is it a I want is, is it a very is it a contrary perspective or is it just his I wonder his take from the brass section. <laughs> no, I mean he's the, he's the guy it happened to. So oh, let, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, so it'll oh, be wow. interesting to hear his perspective. Okay, plus well, I we could a, patch him an in. Inveterate liar. It would be great to patch him in. Uh, but because your other story yeah. just also this is a prescript. Yeah, yeah, a postscript to your prescript. Let's post prescript it. Your first story that you came on and talked about, which you can get online, everybody. First whale cave ever. It's got to be available. It's available somewhere. I'm not <laughs> sure where actually anymore. Um, but it was about a band you were in. In junior high. In junior high school. Yes. Uh, very controversial. Yeah. That different was, band. This is a different band. Just to different, clarify, right off the bat. Yeah. I was, uh, I was a drummer for hire. I was like uh, mm-hmm. Yojimbo. You know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. samurai with no master. I just, wherever I was needed, I went. Yeah. Wherever, whoever was paying the most, not money. <laughs> Uh, in high school. In high school and junior high. Yeah, I, I played drums in a, in a band in junior high that actually we were just witnesses to a big thing that went down that you can hear about if you go <laughs> to wherever destination on the internet and hear that first story. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but this story takes place in high school. So by the time I was in high school, in, for junior and senior year, I was in the best band in my high school. No question about it. There was no, no dispute, no argument, <laughs> no debate. Everybody in every other band would have agreed we were the best band. And uh, our guitarist was a guy named Calvin. Our bassist was a guy named John. And John's mom suggested our band name, which was John, Calvin, and the Protestants. John, (laughs) Calvin, and the Protestants. So if you're like a fan of uh, world religion, 
or the you might be amused by that. But many of our listeners are. That's a. It's not a great band name. <laughs> it's not a popular reference. I guess John Calvin was involved in the reformation of the Catholic Church, mm-hmm, right? And founded the Calvinists, right? Uh, anyway, and a great drummer, pretty great drummer. So John Calvin and the Protestants, uh, we were great. We we and actually, what just happened now that I've reconnected with John, he has a recording of. Um, uh, one of our full-length concerts that we did in the theater at our high school that he sent out to us. It sounds amazing, and I am now, to get a little bit poignant about it, <laughs> thinking to myself, how amazing that these 17-year-old kids spent all of our teenage downtime getting together in one guy's basement to put together a great, polished rock show, like working together, mm-hmm. going through all of that stuff, that you, the compromises and hard work and all that stuff, to put together a great show. Like, if my, if my kid did that, I can't even tell you how proud I would be. Sure, yeah. You know? So I'm very impressed with us 25 years later. <laughs> but uh, this story takes place about a year after that first concert. My uncle uh, was a member of the Knights of Columbus and was also a member of a jazz trio and used to play <laughs> events at the Knights of Columbus Hall as part of this jazz trio. One of their annual events was a dinner dance called the Project Smile Dinner Dance, which was uh, for mentally challenged uh, ad- adolescents, teenagers, and adults, and their parents, caretakers. It was a dinner dance for them, and this jazz trio played it year after year. But the crowd of mentally challenged persons was was sort of skewing younger over the years. My uncle was aware that <laughs> this jazz trio right. was not so super awesome for these kids. Like, they were not so into it. And so he heard our band, and we were a polished outfit. And so... <laughs> He said, why don't you guys play the Project Smile Dinner Dance? And uh, so we were up for a gig. I don't think we got paid for it. I think, we, you know what, though? Cheers, <laughs> charity. Yeah, but more than that, I think every one of us, I don't know if any of us said it out loud, but I think every one of us knew at the time that we were offered this gig that this would be pretty good subject matter for our college entrance essays. <laughs> 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 because that was the kind of thing you were supposed to write about. Right. The, wh- how touched you were by a life experience with yeah. people less fortunate than yourself. You know, just aggrandize yourself. Anyway, I know I did. I was like, yeah, oh, I'd love to play that and write about it and get into college. So <laughs> forward thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it was around that time. It was like toward the end of junior year. Anyhow's. <laughs> SATs weren't as good as you'd hoped. Right. Nope. Yeah. Nowhere near. <laughs> retake the math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we played the gig, and it it and was. You're a, and just to, again, you're yeah. you're you're drummer in the band. I'm the drummer. Okay. John is the bassist. Calvin's a guitarist. Beth on keys and Amy uh, singing, and we we were a, a, a lot of classic rock. Uh, what was the song? Uh, Walking on Sunshine, that was one of our more popular hits. (laughs) (laughs) Magic Carpet Ride, you know, Steppenwolf, right? Steppenwolf's other song, that that was one of our good ones. Jeez, what else? We had some originals. We actually had a fair number of originals. Really? Yes. So you mixed it up. Yeah, and I wrote Maybe you you came for the covers, but you stayed for the originals. Mm, I guess. Yeah. a squeeze song, but anyway, tempted. You guys are tempted. No, no, we did, we did a deep cut. What was it called? You guys go deeper on the in the repertoire. Oh, oh yeah, coffee in bed. Is that what it's called? 
I'm talking about. I had never heard of it before we played it, but okay. now I can't remember. Dang it. Anyway, we uh, <laughs> so we're playing. They're dancing. It's like an endless. Like they never got tired of the conga line. It was an endless like conga line snaking through the whole room and all this stuff. And it was really like super fun and and very enjoyable to play. Mostly because as I'm sitting there behind the drums, I'm looking out and I'm seeing like the parents and the caretakers of these, you know, mentally challenged teenagers like having some time off. You know what I mean? Like just sitting there and just enjoying watching their kids like dance and freak out and have a good time. And so that was it was totally satisfying. Your college essay is looking good. My college right essay is writing itself. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> all uh, of a sudden, John, we're in the middle of down on the corner, right? <laughs> down in the corner out on the street creating the clear water revival sure and we in the evening huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the song has a point where everybody drops out with the drums right uh, maybe there's some clapping going on and so I and we hit that point and I'm drumming and John who's playing who's singing lead on this and playing bass for emphasis for rock star emphasis just decides to grab the microphone as he's singing into it He's also got his left hand wrapped around the neck of his bass, which has metal strings, and the microphone is made of metal, and I suppose was not properly grounded somehow, because he then at that moment uh, completes an electrical circuit and is being electrocuted in front of our eyes. <laughs> an electrical circuit that's starting it wherever the uh, bass amp is plugged in, wherever the going all the way to wherever the mic amp is plugged in. He is a part of this electrical circuit, his, it, it, which means that his muscles are constricting. He cannot let go of the microphone. He cannot let go of the bass. He is being electrocuted to death. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> in front of this audience of mentally challenged uh, children and adults. And his response to that at the moment, as he's standing there with one hand on the mic, the other hand on his bass, I'm drumming away. The rest of the band is going down on the corner. He starts going, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, motherfucker, oh, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, oh, fuck, 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 oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and I'm sitting there behind the drums going, why tonight of all nights to do that, which he has never done is not in the song, is no part of the song. He has never done that before in a, in a rendition of this song. Why tonight experiment with just a torrent of obscenities? <laughs> and I was mad at him. And, like, you could see, like, the crowd was suddenly like, what's happening? Like, and I mean, people got upset. Calvin <laughs> uh, <laughs> seemed to understand what was happening. I never, never in a million years would have figured out what was happening and would have let the guy die. But Calvin just calmly went over to one of the, the amps and turned it off. Mm. And that was the end of that. We were all done frying our bases to death. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so he was able to let go. And then, but I mean, pandemonium at that point. Because I mean, as you can imagine, like the dancing stopped, the music stopped, I stopped playing. <laughs> this thing that had been so pleasant just turned into... Uh, people are upset. People are yelling, and and now all of a sudden, all of these parents, caretaker people, are rushing forward to get involved. Break time is over, and uh, and and John had to explain what happened. That was the end of the. There was no going back. Yeah, <laughs> that was the end of the show. We're gonna take a break. No, uh, we'll be no right take back. a break. That's the end of the show. <clears throat> end of the night. And I have this enduring image. There was a little bar. Uh, at the Knights of Columbus Hall, 
of after the show, I'm starting to come around to no longer being angry at John. <laughs> even though I continued to believe it was an inappropriate response to being, even to being electrocuted <laughs> near, near to death in the middle of a show, highly unprofessional. I was <laughs> becoming to be less annoyed with him. And I saw him at the bar. Somebody had just served him a Coke and he was <laughs> as happy as I've ever seen a human being. Hmm. Just, just for having survived and, and I mean, <laughs> having a brush with death. <laughs> I, I've almost never seen somebody that happy and that giddy and making jokes, and it was striking contrast to all of the the people streaming out of the, the venue. <laughs> right, <laughs> lawsuits ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yep. So uh, <laughs> the essay turnout. I didn't mention the electrocution I, in my essay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> can't imagine. I skipped that part of it. It seemed off topic. Uh, (laughs) You know, the topic being how I have grown and what I have to offer Syracuse University or UMass or Ithaca College or Marist College. (laughs) Insert college. Wait, so Mm -hmm. when John's electrocuted and you're sitting there afterwards and he's explaining it, you're still irritated? For quite a while, I was like, okay, I get it, but why cursing? How how about, please help? Really? (laughs) You weren't just like, wow, you got electrocuted. I can't believe it. Like, were you guys friends or were you just bandmates? No, we were good friends. But I don't think I understood quite what was happening. I just understood that he, for whatever reason, couldn't let go of any of these, of either the microphone or the bass. I didn't quite get at that point that if this had gone on much longer, (laughs) his heart would have exploded. (laughs) Didn't realize what was at stake. I was just like, I get it. I'm sure it hurt. Must have been scary. But all the curse words... (laughs) Wow. I guess in your defense. Because my uncle had gotten us the Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Did your uncle have any uh, postscript? Uh, You know what, actually? Funny enough, my uncle took it upon himself after that to write a letter to our principal commending the fine young students at at our high school who performed at this dance. And he also did not mention the electrocution. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. And the principal called us all into his office to say very grandly, I have received a letter about all of you and your extraordinary uh, charitable contribution. To, this is very nice. So there was no follow-up in terms of any uh, – not retribution, but there was no – you know, it's no. just he, he swore a lot. He got electrocuted. Yeah. You guys was, got a couple of Cokes and went home. Yeah. Show ended a little early. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody got in any trouble. Wow. Including the Knights of Columbus Hall, which nearly killed my friend. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Did you ever get to the? So you never got to the root of that? No, never figured out what it was. No. No. Uh-uh. Until the sax player in your uncle's jazz band was also electrocuted <laughs> a week later. That's really why he gave Carl! us the Carl. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's not safe to perform there. I'll get my nephew's band. We were in the middle of Naima. Um, <laughs> Their hearts can take it. And what happened? Anything in John Calvin and the Protestants? What was the future of? Was that a, a, a breaking point of John Calvin at JCP or no? No, we went on to play the Sidewalk Sale. <laughs> <laughs> After that, uh, we went on to a few other gigs in senior year. Yeah, we did. We played together for a little while, but then we graduated, and I don't think there was ever really a thought. Like I don't think we ever said out loud, like once we graduate, this is over. But uh, I think it was 
sort of known because this was a college bound group of, right. of young people. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Beth has dreams. Yes. <laughs> Beyond just being a Protestant. <laughs> yeah. An unnamed Protestant. I think she's a college professor now somewhere. Right. So, okay. So you've all, you reconnected on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and they're all, anybody playing? Oh, yeah. John plays all the time. John's in a few different bands down in Delaware. Calvin is doing an interesting Has he been thing. electrocuted at all since? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. No. Calvin that does could be his thing. He could be the, yeah, you know, like. I'm the guy that. You know, I, every, you know, once you come to a couple gigs, I probably will get electrocuted. <laughs> I'm very prone to it somehow. Yeah, so that's enticing. I'm still using the same mic. Yeah. <laughs> Which clearly has wiring problems. Yeah, it's my lucky mic. But John, you're going to get electrocuted. <laughs> Shut your mouth. So he, John, playing. John's playing a bunch. Uh, Calvin on Facebook is doing an interesting thing where he's playing guitar solos and saying, guess the solo. I'm in, As a Facebook friend of his, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing them... Uh, is it just an audio file, or is he... Nope. He just, it's video. It's a close-up of the guitar. And his hands? Just and his hands. Really, that's kind of... Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. He, how are you he, doing with the guessing? Not very well. Okay. <laughs> not well at all, in fact. It's okay. interesting how hard that is. Yeah. Unless a solo like really carries some of the musical ideas of the rest of the song. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm fucked. Is, uh, this, is he trying to create an app? That would be great. Yeah. Okay. He is. I think he's riding the tech wave in some way or another in Florida. <laughs> sounds like it. I don't it. know what he does for a living. This sounds like a Florida scheme. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and in Florida today. He's down there in Florida. Calvin. Amy's up in Seattle. She's got a daughter who's doing some singing these days, of course which is she nice. Is. Yeah. Uh, and Beth. And finally, we get to Beth. I don't, I don't know where Beth is <laughs> geographically, but I think she's professoring of some, some, some sort of professoring. Mm-hmm. We all got into college with that essay. <laughs> now, did you honestly use that as your essay? Uh, yeah. Without the electrocution part? Yeah. That's absolutely. <laughs> Damn right I did. Because you have, I mean, I remember being specifically counseled to write about like a good thing you've done, a charitable thing you've done. Like mm-hmm. if you delivered meals at Thanksgiving to families who can't afford it, like this is not the time to be humble. <laughs> Put it in a college essay. Yeah. yeah. And it worked. It worked. You went to college? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I think I wrote about my mom being a puppeteer and how that was influential to me. <laughs> In some way. I just wanted to get that in because I knew that that would stand out. Yeah, right. Good call. You know. Mm-hmm. And it worked one out of two times. I got to meet I this to son of a puppeteer. Yeah, exactly. Got to bring that guy in for an interview. Yeah. Yeah. She's a what? I think it, it either worked like, oh my God, I have to meet him or I'll, I never want that guy on campus. Yeah. The symbolism of him cutting the strings to go to college is irresistible. <laughs> <laughs> he could be in our promo. <laughs> the University of Michigan. A puppeteer son's paradise. <laughs> Yeah, it got a lot of people to Ann Arbor. Um, and you haven't, uh, we've talked about two drumming stories, but that, mm-hmm. you don't drum, that's it. You don't really. Two years ago, my wife decided to buy me a drum set. Really? Yeah. And uh, I went with her to uh, the Guitar Center, which evidently also has drums, and uh, picked out an electronic drum set for the purpose that I wanted to be able to play it in headphones and not annoy the neighbors. Oh, nice. Very thoughtful. Because I knew that I would not be able to enjoy drumming thinking that all around me were neighbors going, oh, Jesus. That's just, you know. Yeah. But it's, truthfully, it's not quite as much fun. Yeah. You got to wail on them. Yeah. It's hard to wail on a little. Because you're talking about the the little pad. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't go down there and do it too often. But I can. I have the option. And you... (laughs) Do you guys ever jokingly talk about a reunion and then... We are comically spread out. Like, we've got one person in Seattle and another in Florida. You can't be more far apart than that. 
when I'm in California and Delaware, and as I, I forget where Beth is, somewhere in the East Coast, it's it's not going to happen. But have you thought? No about, sense joking about it. But have you thought about writing a movie with Kevin James, and that's the idea? <laughs> get get the band together. Yeah, they all meet in the middle. Like, oh like, yeah, like Sandler. Calvin could figure out the geographical midpoint if exactly. any of them could. Topeka, Kansas. Yeah, and then here comes Kevin James and Sandler, and yourself with my electronic drum kit checked into yeah. baggage on the plane. And you've all got your problems at home, but you all meet and uh, we got the band back together, the emotional band. Those home problems would prevent any of us from traveling. I think Just they're, saying. They're too big. <laughs> Just think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> all right. I'll think about it. Hey, thanks for coming back on Whale Cave. My pleasure. You're welcome, Harry Alphonse. <laughs> <laughs> That song, uh, that song's Bones of an Idol from the New Pornographers. Uh, very good song. Uh, Andy Daly, <laughs> speaking of very good, with a lovely tale of electrocution. <laughs> and uh, man, so yeah, he he was in <laughs> um, a band. If you want to hear the other story, it's the first Whale Cave. He tells a, a story about his band in junior high school. Uh, no electrocution, no near-death experiences, but also very funny. Um, and check out his show, Review, which will be on Comedy Central early next year. Um, before I forget, uh, Maureen Cassie's sitting right here. Before I forget, uh, you can email me, matt at whalecave.com, at, uh, at whalecave, the Twitter account, or go on iTunes. Write a nice review if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy these tales of electrocution, things like that. And the other things we talk about, I'd love to hear from you. All right, so uh, right now, uh, uh, an old friend of mine who uh, I've known since we lived in New York. Yeah, back in the back in the day. I guess my back in the day is like the late nineties. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's my back in the yeah. day. Um, so uh, she just did. I was and I was in it, and Daly was in it, and some other Whale Cave alum, Jason Nash and Walsh. Matt Walsh was in it. Really funny. It was a, a show of sort of parent comedy. Yeah. Um, at the Echo here in LA, yeah. and you're going to do another one. You're going to try and make it a, a thing. Yeah, a regular thing. But um, it was really funny. Again, if you live in LA, come see it. If you don't, <laughs> same rules apply. But uh, Maureen Cassidy, so thanks for being here. Oh, of course. I'm really thanks glad you're here. Me. You introduced me to the new pornographers. Yeah. As, and a lot of music. I always feel like you and you and Jeff have like cool. Yeah, we tried. Well, I, we I have to admit we have I have a sister in law that is really into music, and she kind of feeds it to us, and then we're and then we feel cool, and then we feel whatever. Cool. However, yeah. you get it right. I mean, I listen to uh, KCSN, the radio station in Northridge, mm-hmm. and I get a lot of music that way. Yeah. And, I, and I pawn it off as like my oh, I, f- I found oh, yeah. out about the Mowglies. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't. It was all of them. <laughs> so however, you get it. It's fine. I know, and I and I get confused too because. I think old music, like I mean, uh, new music. I, I told Jeff, I'm like, this is a really good new song by Arcade Fire, and Jeff's like, that's from '95 <laughs> or something. Or I don't know, I don't know when. Right, yeah. I mean, and so my my new music is a little off sometimes sure. too. But that's new to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arcade Fire's. You know, I love Arcade Fire. That could be in my old hipster pack. Yeah, like the late '30s, early '40s hipster guy. Yeah. yeah. You see a lot of the derbies there. <laughs> A lot of the shaved heads. We're there. We're there for the arcade fire. I know that's who you want. That's the crowd you want. The demo. Uh, we've got our varietal that we're drinking. Okay. Um, 
So you were saying, so Daly talked about being in a band in high school. Yeah, I kind of thought that may, might be a theme. It, it, was, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, but, but I was also in a high school band. And, and so tell me, okay, so let's... <laughs> well, the reason, it was sophomore year, and the reason we started was because of our drummer, Cindy Wathen. She was our drummer. Mm. But we started because there was a sophomore boy band, and we were a girl band. So okay. The boy band was the Mad Rats. The Mad Rats? The Mad Rats, and they played things like the Rolling Stones and the Doors. And they actually used Cindy Wathen's Playhouse as their rehearsal space. So Cindy Wathen was... Wait, her Playhouse? Yeah, she had like this cool... She had a pretty big house, and but she had like this cool Playhouse out in the back, and they practiced there. Well, not a guest house, but a Playhouse. Yeah, it was literally her Playhouse, but it was Sheesh. big enough for a band to play. Cindy Wathen. Cindy Wathen. Her, yeah. Okay. So then, Where is this? What part of the world This is, is in it? California, Central California, in okay. Fresno. Beautiful Fresno. Okay. Beautiful Fresno. Um, and Cindy Wathen was getting a little frustrated, and she was drumming at the time. So she's like, I want to start my own band. And I was friends with her, and I'm like, I can sing. And so it was. I was singing. Jennifer Farrell played uh, guitar, and then we had Nancy from Fresno High. We went to the Catholic high school, but we had to import Nancy sure. from public Fresno High. <laughs> and she was awesome because she was really... Did you have an audition or did you know Nancy from like the Fresno I think she, Applebee's or something? Yeah. You know what? She looked like um, she could have been a female uh, musician from the Stray Cats. She had like <laughs> the haircut and, and she was just cool and she played bass. Okay. She was, I mean, I was kind of in awe of her. She was sure, pretty cool. I am too. She kind of looked like, she kind of reminded me of Belinda from the Go-Go's, but she looked like a stray cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was just in. I don't yeah. think she had to audition. Yeah. So we- um, You let her in the playhouse. Yeah, we let her in the playhouse. Wait, so what happened to the Mad Rats? Did you kick them out of the playhouse? No, we alternated. We alternated really? days. I mean, it was. It felt very cool. Like the guys came and practiced, and then the girls practiced, and then we all went to McDonald's, which we called Mickey D's at that time. <laughs> which most people did, but yeah, is that what everyone yeah. called Mickey D's? I yeah. never. I just remember like, like after band practice, we're going to go to Mickey D's. Wow. Yeah. Like, and we kind of coined the term. <laughs> I think we did. I'm old. Mickey D's. <laughs> and then I just remember being, I just, the whole idea was so cool because I was sophomore year and I, I got to borrow my sister's beat up old Capri and it was, it barely ran and I had to drive it from my hometown, which was Reedley outside of Fresno. So it was a big deal. I would drive in on the weekends and we would play for like approximately 20 minutes and then we'd go to Mickey D's. Sure. <laughs> so what, wait, what oh, were you guys called? Uh, we were called the Cosmetics. Cool. I came up with the name. I loved it. Yeah. That's um, a great name. I thought it was a pretty good name. And um, we played, our first cover was um, Our Lips Are Sealed. Mm. And then we went to um, Oh Mickey by Tony Basil. Is it Basil or Basil? I'm not sure. Uh, oh Mickey, you're so fun. You're so fun. I, but I I'm, don't know. I'm, I'm not, not sure. I'm not good at I know. It's either Basil or Basil. Sure. I think it's Basil. Um, and then um, and then we went back to the Go-Go's. Did you play and- that in honor of Mickey D's, Oh Mickey? <laughs> did, you add, did you yell out, D's? I coined it. <laughs> we could have. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, Mickey D's. <laughs> you're so great. <laughs> Put a Big Mac on my plate. I think that's a commercial jingle coming up. That's yeah. pretty good. That's a pretty good Or like callback. a 40-year-old Weird Al song. <laughs> and then we went back to the Go-Go's and covered uh, We Got the Beat. Okay. So, we- so you're, doing all, you're doing all female. Yeah. And we were so, I have to say, I think we were, again, so ahead of our time mm-hmm. that we had someone come. Like my Cindy Wathen was so connected, or I don't know what, in Fresno, she got some guy to come, <laughs> some manager from the, the only nightclub, the tower or something to come and listen to us. 
as though we were going to maybe actually get a date there, which we we barely knew three songs. I mean, we could barely right. get through three songs. But anyway, it was very strange. I just felt like, God. Can I tell you a secret? Can I sort of burst the bubble <laughs> oh, on Cindy Wathen right okay, now? Okay, please. I don't think she was connected. I think if she's got a playhouse, I think <laughs> someone's slipping in the guy like $1,000 or whatever. <laughs> That's true. I don't really think she was like in on the Fresno indie scene. That's probably I think, true. I think her dad was like, oh, what's in you need? A, you want to play over there? Okay, here's a million dollars. I'll buy the playhouse. I'll call the club the playhouse and you'll go play. I kind of think that's what was happening you in Fresno. You know what? You could be very – that could be very true. You, you, all your gigs were like on a boat. Like they were like just very like <laughs> – well, yeah. They bought a Chuck E. Cheese. We played there. <laughs> like everything. It's probably true. No, that's true. Um, but uh, Cindy, but Cindy Wathen did. I have to say, um, she and I, she took me to a lot of really great concerts. I don't think I would have been in Fresno. Yeah, I feel. I actually have to say, saw the Clash in a tiny, tiny wow. theater. Tiny theater where I we remember uh, I went with Cindy and we were told that we couldn't stand. During mm-hmm. it was like in a movie theater, and the and the management came out and said we'd like you not to stand when the cl- the Clash came out and said they are going to stand and they're going to stand on their chairs and they are I mean it was so yeah, crazy sure, yeah. but we were like maybe I mean I don't know it was like a little tiny movie theater like an old theater wow and I remember seeing um we just saw we saw the police I mean we just saw a lot of bands that she just introduced me to a lot of um a lot of music that I probably wouldn't have. Uh, been introduced to or been exposed to but it's but really quickly can i just say something yeah. i hadn't seen cindy <laughs> Wathen in um in a long long time since high school and i weirdly do you ever get those um they're from uh kcpr they're like these monday night um it's called school night they're like these secret concerts i don't think they're secret but they pop them up and you can go to them that night and they're oh, yeah 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 uh, anyway uh chrissy hind was gonna play just recently oh, not, cool. not maybe a year ago and so i was like oh my god and pretenders was such a big deal for me i was like oh my god so i just happened to go oh who could go with me and i thought immediately i thought of cindy Wath and i hadn't seen her in years like 20 years, mm-hmm. whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to call her. She lives in Fresno. Maybe she could <laughs> really? come to L.A. And she was in L.A. No I called way. her and she was here for the book fair because she's um, at USC. Because her here. family bought it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I called her and I'm I said, kidding, do you want to go? No, I'm sure. It's not true. <laughs> so I called her and I said, do you want to go? And we went. And we were, no this, way. We were this far away from Christy Hine. Wow. And it was really awesome. It That's was so, cool. Anyway, I just thought that was a roundabout way. Yeah. But it was so cool. I mean, it was one of my cooler music experiences and it was so cool to see it with her. Oh, yeah. So An old cosmetic friend. Yeah, totally. What else? Did the cosmetics oh. play out? At all? No, I was jealous, and Andy Daly was talking about that. The Mad Rats got to play a lot of our Sexist. dances, and Sexist. we did not get to. Well, we just didn't. We didn't have it together. Did you not have? So you knew at the time you didn't have it together, or did you think uh, you had it together and you just? You know, I'm not sure. I feel like Cindy was really strong, and I felt like Nancy might have not been available to us as much. And uh, I, I don't know. Public I, school. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe I wasn't either. I don't know. I love singing, but I just. It kind of, we did those three songs and then that was kind of it. Sorry. Okay. So you were kind of rehearsing a lot. Yeah. We liked the rehearsal. Right. We, and we liked saying that we were in a band. I you like going to fun. Mickey D's after. Yeah. We like Mickey D's. Too. Yeah. So you like the culture of it. Yeah. We like, but not yeah. necessarily the actual. Yeah. We didn't. Right. We didn't, we didn't do it. We didn't take it to the stage. I feel like it's like when I, you know, when I learned, I tried to learn how to play guitar and I really liked the idea of it and I learned like three chords and I was like, mm. Yeah. 
This is as far as I'm going. Yeah. You, yeah. you reach that point. Yeah, yeah. And it's good. That's a good point to reach, but yeah, it's all right. Did you have shirts made up? <laughs> no, we didn't. Okay. There's a lot of things I wish I would have done in hindsight. I wish I would have been more uh, serious about it. It would have been fun. It was fun. I was also singing. Like, I was also a theater person. So I was kind of nerdy. Right. You were torn in a lot of directions. I was. You didn't I have was. a lot of time for the cosmetics. Yeah, yeah. But it I seemed was. to shape in a way your musical. You got that out of it. Yeah. And I think I, yeah, totally. And I, I, well, I loved music. I mean, we, it was a great time for music. You know, Elvis yeah. Costello and Joe Jackson. I was, I loved all the music at that time. So you had, you had learned, because I've talked about this a little bit in, on past shows, but you learned, you, it seemed like you had a more advanced introduction to music. Yeah. Than say I did. Like I, in high school, I was still like, oh man, Pink Floyd's amazing. Like I was still that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like the blinking light in my room. You turn it yeah. off and it like <laughs> moved around a dark side of the moon and stuff. But you had, you were like, oh, I like the Smiths. Oh, yeah. I like, yeah. So you were, so that, you know. And I have to say, I feel like that had cosmetics. lots of, yeah, had to do with uh, Cindy. I think mm. Cindy had, but I, I loved it. I loved the music and sorry that the cosmetics did not live. That's okay. It, no one got electrocuted. No one got it. Yeah. No one Maybe got it. Maybe that's a lesson today. <laughs> you can have a great band, but you risk electrocution. It's true. Or you can just hang out and It's true. Yeah, so, I don't know if I would I don't know. I would don't know if I would let my child be in a band now if electrocution is going to be a possible, you know. You'd Obama your child at like <laughs> He won't let them play football, I believe. I won't let my. You won't let Max play. Max football. wants to play. My seven-year-old. I said no. no. Okay. You can do this. Um, the music that we played in the cosmetics. I was going to say now my kids listen to that kind of music because that's what I allow them to listen to. That's and what how I, tell tell the tell the world or the uh, <laughs> the world very the world. strong term. <laughs> tell the good people. Tell uh, Harry. <laughs> Harry, you know my kids. Tell so, Harry. Harry. Um, but Max is. Seven now? Okay, seven now, and June is June's five. five. She wow. just turned five. Okay. So June's really into the music I'm into, and um, like I said, she she I asked her yesterday, what's your favorite band? Who is your favorite band? She said, The Go-Go's, um, Blondie, mm-hmm. and Pat Benatar. And she goes, oh, excuse me. I mean, Debbie Harry, because she's <laughs> actually the singer, and the band is Blondie. And I was like, wow. oh, wow, Okay. And now I'm just waiting for her to get to be a you know, teenager and go, God, mom, I, you're so old. Because <laughs> I feel like the music you have your children listen to kind of reflects, you know, obviously reflects where, where you were in high school or yeah, in college, you know. I think so. So we I'm a little. That. I feel, I almost felt like maybe I should lie to my daughter and like play music like more, I don't know, like. Uh, but that's great music. I mean, why would no, you no, play, steer her like, away from l- the go Later music. So that people would think I was younger. Oh, I see. So she's like listening to the XX. <laughs> yes, I, I don't even. I can't even tell. Yeah, somebody that you know. She's listening to Britney Spears. I listened to Britney Spears when I was. You know. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you time it. So it's not like it's not like 2013 music, but maybe you give her like 2005 music. Yeah. Oh, I totally love this music when I was young. Yeah. I would say that to right. Her. Yeah. Instead, she's. You, you know. could, you know, what you could do. You could probably split the difference and say, like, you know, the Spice Girls when I was okay. a kid. Okay, that's a fair one. You know, yeah, that would be fair. Yeah, that's a, that's a lie, but I would that would be fair. I mean, not that. Yeah, I mean, either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's startling for. That's my, also good kids' music, by the way. 
Yeah, it is. Wannabe is a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. Oh, that's what I was going to say. We were saying before, Go-Go's great music for kids. Great. great. Pat Banatar gets a little, ooh, you know. But June still, you know, she knows love is a battlefield. <laughs> so I'm- Let me ask you a question. So, okay, so this brings up a good point. So, and I think we talked about this a little bit before, off mic. Yes. But, so love is, so you're playing June, love is a battlefield, right? Yes. So she's singing it. Yeah. verbatim and it's harkening back to your childhood yeah. right but does she she doesn't know does it is that weird at all when she's saying love is a battlefield i know well i simplistically said well you know love people when you're in love or love you fight sometimes when you are with the people that you love mm-hmm. that's what i, I simplified <laughs> it by saying you know you're you know and she's like you like you and baba <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I'm like, we fight, you know, you and Max fight. I fight with your dad. But we love each other and sometimes right. it is a battle. Okay, so it's a good lesson. You, so, you kind of. It, it's I a teaching. Turn it, turn yeah. it. But, then you, but then I also, I made the mistake of playing Jesse's Girl. I keep bringing that up. I'm sorry. But I played Jesse's Girl uh, by Rick Springfield. Mm-hmm. And my seven-year-old was like, wait, like who is Jesse and why does this guy want Jesse's Girl? And how does <laughs> Jesse feel about that? And and why? What's the girl up? And I was like, and then I'm starting to like start. I start to talk about jealousy, and, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's go back. Let's go back to the go go. Let's go back to we got the beat. Yeah, I think yeah. that's an easy. But mom, who's got the beat? Yeah. <laughs> like I know. We don't all have the beat. I the kids. We ask, can't share the beat. Kids ask a lot of questions these days. Yeah. More well, what so. did you say about Jesse's girl? Did you? Did I you tried just... to explain. I started explaining jealousy and envy, and then I was like, well, "Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll wait on this. We don't really need to talk about yeah. jealousy." I mean, you know, I was trying to say, you know, when you have a toy or when your neighbor has, and I'm like, "No, I'm not doing right. this. I'm not going to do this." Right. I'm it's not... like when your friend likes a girl, <laughs> <I know. laughs> and then you like her. Yeah, and what and are you, you do? really want her? Yeah, but you can't have her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Anyway, I know. let's go to Mickey D's and forget about it. <laughs> well, I was saying before that, um, so my daughter loves, I find that I play a lot of sad songs. Yeah. Like I just like sad songs. Yeah. And so I, it's a bad habit. And I think I've talked about that in the show before that I, I play them for my daughter just like not even thinking. And then I'm like, oh, she probably shouldn't be listening to Nick Drake right yeah. now. <laughs> Like she's two. So I'm trying to not do that anymore. But my in-laws came in town and they're from New Jersey and they were leaving. They were, you know, and my daughter didn't really understand why they were leaving. And so my father-in-law starts saying, well, we're leaving on a jet plane. And then we're coming back on a jet plane and you're going to visit us on a jet plane. So then he starts singing to her leaving on a jet plane. It was really cute. And then I was like, God, I haven't heard that song in so long. It's so sad, that song. But he didn't sing the whole thing about like, well, my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know, he just sang the chorus, which is like kind of like cute and whatever. Yeah. But then now that happened a couple of visits ago. So every time and we've seen them probably three visits since and they always sing Leave It On A Jet Plane. Okay. So now she wants – so now she made me download it or she wants to hear it in the car on her way to preschool and stuff. So I play it for her like three times a day. And it's the saddest fucking song. I know. And I'm not even sure if it's about the... I think it's about when they broke up. Like, he, they just can't be together. And 
I play the My Morning Jacket version, so yeah. it's even slower. It's not even like the John Denver saccharine kind of. Right. It's really like slow and sad. And she's just getting it like ingrained in her head. <laughs> and kind of like I look in the rearview mirror and she's kind of like mumbling the words a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, is, I know. I am I like... She's taking it on a different level, don't you think? I don't, or maybe well, her here's age. what I think. I actually think the sadder part is that she's taking it on this level. I cannot see these people that love me unless I get on a jet plane. <laughs> and people that love me get on jet planes and leave. That's what I think is happening. And it's so sad. But it may just simply remind her of her her grandparents. It may. Absolutely, it may. And then, and, yeah. and then she may just like that song because it reminds her. But you're right. She'll grow up and she'll go, God, that's a sad song. <laughs> I think, yeah, she'll be like, I imagine when she's, you know, whatever, older, uh, she'll be like, why the fuck did you play me that? <laughs> like, I know you didn't want me to listen to Barney, but I know. at least that's not like, you know. But she also might think you're really cool, too. I don't oh, know. My, oh, man. I, yeah, she she could. I, I but my mom would play me. I think I said this in your show. Like, my mom used to play me Fire and Rain all the time. Aww. That's the saddest song in the world. You shouldn't hear that when you're three. <laughs> but I think, again, I think that we all must take it. At, it's like The Simpsons. You know, you could take it on different levels. <laughs> it is like The Simpsons. <laughs> no, but, you know, you, it's, all, it's just different kids just take it on a... They can see it for, or they hear it a different way than we do. I think. I think, I think yeah, so. Right. I don't know. Well, because I think I was singing all these songs, and and now I'm I'm cringing at certain things like Jesse's girl. I'm cringing at you know I know whatever loving her body. I know he's loving her body or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think about that now, and I think, oh, right. but I think I grew up with that song, and I didn't, I didn't really think anything but singing it, and didn't think really much about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I never really ingest those yeah. lyrics. But you do even now. now. But I, I feel like I do now. With kids, make kids make you think uh, another way. I think I don't know. Yeah, like Matt. You know, my son Max is in a Spanish immersion program. I, I, I think. Oh yeah, I do know that. Yeah. But I, I, I downloaded um, some Spanish pop music, and I found this mm-hmm. woman who I really like, and I don't really know what she's singing, but it sounded really good, and I liked it. But so I let Max listen to it, and he knows the lyrics to some of it, and then somebody who speaks Spanish translate she's like you know that song is like about a woman like selling her body for money <laughs> and i'm like and max is singing along and i'm like but i'm just thinking i'm just so glad he's singing in spanish <laughs> i don't really care you just, you just hear an occasional spanish word like yeah. hola and yeah I, I love that he's lechuga you're yeah, like yeah, I, yeah lettuce I, I love that he's singing in the language that yeah you know, he's learning so and he I, probably knows it too Oh, he knows. No, I, I hope. I don't know. I don't Is it Jesse's girl in Spanish? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be awesome. Yeah. I might get, have to get that in Spanish I'm and sure. have him yeah. learn it. Yeah. That would make me very happy. Yeah. Or no snacks. Yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to get on that. It's a new rule. Yeah. So what's going? What's the rotation? Is it the same? These are the songs they're listening to. Yeah, June right now is "Love Is a Battlefield." She loves Blondie, "Heart of Glass." Um, she asks for that, and all the Go Go's. I just have "We Got the Beat." I haven't. We we do sing "Vacation." We do. Okay. We do, but I think any Go Go song you're okay. I think I'm okay. Yeah, I don't. Head think over heels, you're okay. Yeah, I don't think they really go too below the belt, so to speak. Yeah, although our town. Do you ever play the march? Oh, this town. This town. That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You could, they they get a little dark on some. No, of them. they do. You're right. Beauty and yeah. the Beat can get. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got to, you know. But I don't know. I want to see a cosmetics John Calvin the Protestants reunion. 
<laughs> I want to see you guys play one song. I'll have to talk to you. Cynthia, about that. whatever. Oh my God, you're so Cindy Watson. Cindy Watson. <laughs> <laughs> she could buy a, you know, Hollywood Bowl. I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll ask Cindy if we can play the Hollywood Bowl. I'll see if she can work that out. Yeah. Could she buy just the that area of the Hollywood Hills? That is Hills? so funny. That is so funny. You took that from what I said, but that's so funny. That's me. That's my own bad. No, 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 no. It's that's a, my own bad. But the right funny now. thing is, is that you're a bit accurate on that. That's what's funny. I didn't know I gave that impression, but it's. I think the word playhouse did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and big enough for a band to rehearse in. Yeah. That. Yeah. I guess that's. Kind yeah. Of... Big enough for a band playhouse. I think that just came in, but that's all my own problem. It's, she's got a problem. It's, she's justified with me. Having, if she has a problem with me, I understand. Well, she might be coming to your show. Fresno's not that far. She might come. Yeah, listeners, if you're in Fresno, <laughs> that's a... Is that a drive? Is that a short drive? No. It's about... Seven hours? No, no, no. It's about four hours. You can make it, Fresno. <laughs> show's over at about 9.15, so you can leave right after if you want, or there's a few hotels I can recommend. Uh, in June. Maureen, thanks so much for oh, doing the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Maureen Cassidy, folks. All right. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. This is that song, Jorge Regula. Andy Daly was talking about it. I'd like to thank that, Andy Daly. Maureen Cassidy, of course. Thank you so much. Matt Belknap, as always. The song is called Jorge Regula by the Moldy Peaches. Or in Spanish, translation regular George. My name is Jorge Regula. My name is Jorge Regula. I'm walking down the street I'm walking down the street I love you I love you Let's go go to the beach Let's go sailing Let's go sailing Let's get a bite to eat Let's get a bite to eat Let's talk about movies Let's talk about movies Let's go to sleep. 